safer, less toxic, more durable, maybe modular so you could take out the broken part and replace it, then they wouldn't end up in the landfill at all. Is that intentional? Do you think that some of those products are not uh, easily broken down so parts can be replaced? I believe it's very intentional. It's all part of a strategy that's called planned obsolescence or, in layman's term, designed for the dump. Our products, especially our electronic gizmos these days, they simply don't last. I, mean, I don't know about you, but I grew up with one toaster and one kitchen clock and you know one couch and one everything, and it lasted our whole lives. But these days, you're lucky to get a year out of these things. The average cell phone life in this country now is about a year, and they're hard to recycle because they have all different kinds of plastics and toxic metals. They're hard to repair. A lot of these electronic gizmos don't even have a screw, so you can't even open them if you want to see what's broken inside. They're not modular, so it's hard to you know take out and replace the broken part. They're designed to be not recyclable in the first place, so our demand to those companies are make them safe, make them last. Well, what you did is you followed quite literally the paper trail of where all this stuff comes from. What did you find? Well, I did. I followed it all over the world. I visited um, hundreds of factories where our stuff is made and dumps where our stuff is dumped. And what I found is that we have, in the United States, succeeded at exporting the bulk of the environmental and health damage of our products, both when they're made and when they're disposed, so that we can have their continued consumption here in the United States. So increasingly, the factories that make our stuff, which produce waste and expose workers to all kinds of environmental health and occupational safety issues, the factories are relocated overseas. They ship the stuff here. We use it literally sometimes just for a few minutes, like a plastic bag or a plastic water bottle, and then we export the waste back overseas. So we've succeeded in externalizing or exporting the dangers of production and disposal rather than come to terms with the real impact of our consumption habits here in the United States. What do you mean we export the waste back overseas? You're saying we're, we're actually literally shipping garbage overseas? Absolutely. We're shipping all kinds of waste overseas. Um, one of the cases that I explored that I thought was really fascinating was what is happening to all of those plastic bottles that people diligently rinse out and put in their blue bins for recycling and feel so good about. And so I, I decided to track it. There's a database called PEERS that stands for Port Import Export Research Service, and it lists all of the shipments of, of everything coming into and out of the U.S. So I studied that for a number of months and saw that there were huge amounts, like millions and millions of pounds of plastic waste being exported to Asia, to Indonesia, to Philippines, to China, to India. So I followed it to see what was there. In one instance, I was in southern India, right outside Madras, it's now called Chennai, and I was tracking where all this plastic was going because the port data said it was going to Chennai. And I asked the rag pickers, the scavengers, the people who are really the bottom of the economic ladder in a lot of these countries who make a living by collecting garbage in the streets, they always know where the imported waste is going because that is undercutting their ability to sell the locally collected garbage. So they pointed me to a factory and I will never forget riding a little rickshaw over this hill in southern India and seeing a mound of plastic soda bottles from recycling programs in the United States. I saw the same thing in China, in Indonesia, in the Philippines, all over. 
Another waste stream that we export that's particularly hazardous right now is our e-waste stream. All of our electronic gadgets are loaded with all kinds of toxic heavy metals, lead, cadmium, mercury, flame retardants, things like this. So much that recycling electronics, you know, broken computers, cell phones, is potentially valuable because there's a little bit of gold and copper and valuable metals in each one of these things, but also very hazardous because of these hazardous components. So if one does want to recycle those things here, which is technically challenging anyway because of bad design decisions, it's very intensive to do so. So a lot of companies are collecting up this e-waste and then shipping them overseas to Africa and to Asia, where people with no environmental health protection at all, no regulations, break these things open and recover the minute amounts of valuable stuff and then just chuck or burn the rest. Yeah, but getting back to the the plastic water bottles... Why are those being shipped overseas? Why, I mean, these can be recycled. Why aren't they recycled in this country if, if we consume them here? Well, there's a couple issues. One is that they can't actually be recycled. They can be reprocessed or what some people call downcycled. With true recycling, you want to create a closed loop. So if you made a piece of paper into a piece of paper into a piece of paper or a glass bottle into a glass bottle into a glass bottle, then you've succeeded at reducing the natural resource input and reducing the waste output. That would be a closed loop successful recycling. With plastic...